Ah, good and Erev Shabbos, Parshas Noso. There's a lot uh, to digest. It's the biggest Parsha in the whole Chumash as an individual Parsha, 176 Psukim, if I'm not mistaken. It has the largest Medrash. It has the largest Zohar. Um, many people will explain that it's basically to test us how sincere was our Kabbalah Satora on Shavuos that we're willing to invest in finishing the Parsha and learning about the Medrash and the Zohar on the Parsha. Uh, so that's just uh, an interesting thing to think about. But something that a lot of people have been asking in general is, what's Hashem trying to tell us? The whole COVID thing, then Lagba Omer, and then Erev Shruas, and then the whole missiles and all... And Nebuch, there's young people who are passing away. What does God want to tell us? Now, I'm not in, I have no claims to know anything more than anybody else. And therefore, I will tell you, I don't know. As a general rule. Because we have a whole book of 613 mitzvahs that we're supposed to be doing. So, I guess maybe what Hashem wants is for each and every one of us to see how well we're doing on the checklist. Like, go through the list. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Okay, that's one approach. But I think that something is very clear is that in this week's Parsha, one of those fascinating ideas, Chazal tell us, Kol HaRoeg Sota Kilkula that means anybody who saw a sota, a woman who had been, had drank the sota waters and had had the effects um, where the sota waters had, you know, caused her to die in a horrific manner. So anybody who sees that, he should... Abstain from wine. Now, I'm not sure about you, but if I would see that happening, you know, I would think that that's a no-brainer. Obviously, uh, obviously, that's something that uh, I don't want to get myself in that situation. I don't want anybody else to be in that situation. So, what does it mean, Yazir Asma Minayain? It could be that. Well, let me let me just preface one other idea. If a person sees a sota, you know that that's that itself is such a a traumatic experience. I don't think he needs to do anything more. But the idea is no, you got to take it a step further. Because somebody who saw that somebody was really actually guilty of being unfaithful. It's not just a theoretical suffix that maybe yes, maybe no. No, this woman was guilty. And therefore, I've got to do something because I witnessed a real live person do a terrible Avera. I see that Hashem said she's guilty. And therefore, i got to do something to myself and say... Oh, Hashem wants me to 
to make sure that I'm doing something different. Now, if I would have heard about the Sota lady, I'm not sure if it would have been the same obligation. But seeing it, being witness, and, and it's interesting because now in our generation, there's so many things we're able to see and we're able to witness via our telephones, computers. We see a lot more than the average person saw back then. So it's difficult for the people that see. It could be that the people that are not watching and seeing these things, they might not need to make the same drastic measures. And maybe, and maybe that's what Hashem is telling us, that we see a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily need to be seeing. And if we see things that are immoral and unjust and, and, and or people who are guilty of crimes, then it has an effect on us. And that effect is it makes us maybe less disturbed that the fact that there are people who are doing these averas. And so that's maybe something that we got to know is that Anybody who sees something, and the Baal Shem HaKadosh actually even says that if you hear, if you hear about certain things going on, there's a hashkacha pratis, why you heard it and why somebody else didn't hear it. And therefore, there's a message for me in everything. Everything I see, everything I hear. So, I think that this is something that's a bit, a bit heavy, I'm sorry, but... We really got to think, what is Hashem telling me? That I saw what I saw, I heard what I heard. And it means to take action. And so, it doesn't say in that checklist, oh, go see if there's one of the 613 you're not doing. It says, Yazir yain. Stay away from yain. Now, yain is something that is known as as a I don't want to necessarily say as a substance but it, it will be considered a substance that could change a person's mental state and therefore I ha- maybe what it is is Yazir Yain is I've got to avoid changing my mental state and trying to forget my troubles come on get happy and think and do some real deep introspection as to what it is that I need to change. And it was a prerequisite to figure out my six, which one of the 613 I need as an individual to change is that I have to have the presence of mind and the ability to think clearly and to internalize what it is that I need to do to change what role I play. And and therefore I hope and bless all of us that we should be able to, not suggesting everybody stay away, abstain from wine, but definitely don't get drunk. There's no heter anywhere, any time to get drunk. Even according to some people on Purim, there are some people that say that's the only time you're allowed to get drunk. 
Definitely no mitzvah Shabbos morning Kiddush or Friday night Oneg. No mitzvah whatsoever to get drunk. As a matter of fact, it's probably an outright Avera. All right, sorry about that, guys, but that's the reality. Hashem should help us be real and be present and think, what do I need to do to change the status of Klal Yisrael and the Geula? Am I keeping it from coming or I'm bringing it closer? Hashem should help us that we should all be from the ones that will bring the Geula closer, so close that we will be zochah to see it speedily in our days. Amen. Zayi Ben, have a wonderful Shabbos.